Welcome to Refreshing Word, a life-changing experience by Bishop David Yalik, a medical doctor by profession and a resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Uforja, Ghana. He has been in the ministry for over 20 years, has a rare insight into the Word of God, and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now for a life-changing and refreshing experience with Refreshing Word by Bishop David Yalik. Hallelujah. Amen. So, this morning, turn the Bible with me to John chapter 12, verse 22. John 12, 22. Amen. John 12, 22. And Philip, um, okay, 21. Thank you, Holy Spirit, my Savior. Then came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, Let's read, okay, let's read 20. 20. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. So these were Greeks. They were not Jews, but they were Greeks who had traveled probably from Greece and they had come to Jerusalem to worship at the feast. And verse 21. Listen to what happened. Then this same Greek people uh, came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Sir, we would see Jesus. Sir, we would see Jesus. Now, this People understood that the whole feast, the whole service, the whole meeting, where they had traveled all the way to come to, was nothing, was not about anything, but about God. And therefore, why would I go to church? Why would I go to um, a service? Why would I go for a meeting? Why would I go for a Basenta meeting? Why would I go for a, a worship service? Why would I even sit on Facebook and be on online and watch a service and not see Jesus? If you are just watching for watching sake and not about Jesus, then I'll, I'll probably ask you to close your data and sit home because they were not there because of Philip they were not there because of Andrew they were not there because of who? Peter but they were there because they wanted to see, they saw Philip don't say, say that oh pastor I have missed pastor and I don't see pastor and that is the reason why I am logging in and coming on so that I can see my pastor's face. The pastor is not Jesus. The pastor doesn't have anything for you than to give you Jesus. So I want you even in this lockdown to have a certain Holy Ghost inspired hunger. A Holy Ghost what uh, inspired test. And the test is for 
Jesus. That I want to see Jesus. Now, 22. 22. So Philip cometh and tells Andrew. And I don't know why Philip didn't tell Andrew. Maybe Andrew had more closeness to Jesus. I don't know. But Philip didn't go straight to Jesus. He came to Andrew. And then Andrew and Philip came to tell the Lord Jesus. Now listen to this. When they told Jesus, I was expecting the, the Lord, 23, I was expecting the Lord to say, that, let the people come to me. But no, I'm showing them, but I've seen him. But Jesus answered, they told Jesus, some guys are looking for you. Some guys are looking for you. But Jesus didn't answer the direct question because the way Jesus was, he was God. He usually didn't answer people's questions directly, but he answered their hearts or answered questions based on, uh, uh, answered questions for the world. And Jesus answered them, uh, answered them saying, the hour cometh that the Son of Man should be glorified. The Son of Man should be glorified. He was talking about his death. 24. And he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat, uh, okay, fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it, if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I believe Jesus' answer to the disciples and probably to the guys of the look, you are seeking for me, but I am answering a question for the world or a question for me and you who would, would, uh, didn't, wouldn't have probably, if we're supposed to be in, in, in Israel, we may not have access to the Lord at that time because now it was more to do. You have to see Philip. You have to see uh, who um, Andrew, you have to see Peter, you have to see connection. Sometimes if you want to, if you want to get to a, a great man of God, you have to find his secretary, find those who are around him, and find ways and means to see if you can see, get to the person. But now, Jesus' answer was that, look, I am going to die. Alright, I'm going to fall to the ground and I'll die. And I'll be glorified. When I'm glorified, it will be easy to see me. You may not see me physically, alright, but you see me. So now, we don't go to Jerusalem to go and look for Jesus, but Jesus has been glorified. Jesus is now God of the heavens and the earth. Jesus is now risen. And you can be anywhere, okay, and be as fruitful as, as Philip who saw Jesus. He said, when, 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 when he dies, it, uh, when, when, if he doesn't die, he, he'll be alone. He'll be alone. But when he dies, when he dies, when he dies, it brings forth much fruit. The initial fruits probably around him were 12. But who, who had access to him? But now, it's like much fruit can also come out from him falling to the ground. So I can be in Koforidu, I can be in Accra, I can be in Los Angeles, I, I can be in Kumase, I can be in Tiobodom, I can be in Fanchenebra, I can be in Fautifatichok, I can be in where? Goshen, wherever you can be, once Jesus has died and you have received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you are 
part of the fruit you are part of his of the fruit you are part of his disciples you are just like peter there's no difference between you and peter the only thing that peter saw him physically with his eyes but even peter seeing physically with his eyes eh, didn't change much but when he rose peter was more stronger i say he was more stronger so there's no difference between you and peter peter after jesus had died peter didn't need to go to jesus's house and knock ko, 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 and jesus will appear he also had to seek people for jesus in his house he had to seek for jesus in places at the retreat center and all that so now the door is now open for everybody who wants to see jesus now you don't have to go to you don't have to come to me and say pastor i want to see jesus you don't have to go to uh, 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 um, what do you call it? A bishop and say, Bishop, I want to see Jesus. You don't have to what do you call it? Uh, let go to Bishop Doug. Say, Bishop Doug, I want to see Jesus. You want to see Jesus? He is risen. You can also find him by retreat, by reading your Bible, by reading the books. You can find him. So Jesus can be found. Okay, he can be found. He said he told the people in um um. I think John um, John John chapter um, Hallelujah Let me find a script that's for you So, today we are here to look for John chapter 5, verse 39. He said, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. In other words, you are looking for eternal life in scriptures. But the same scriptures are testifying of me. So you can find me in the scriptures. You can find me in preaching messages. You can find me in what the pastors are saying. So the pastor cannot give you Jesus. But the pastor can show you how to find Jesus in the scriptures. You can read a book. And the book, any book that testifies of Jesus... Is a book that you find in not every book. My anatomy book didn't testify of Jesus. My physiology book did not testify of Jesus. Economic books don't testify of Jesus. Political books don't testify of Jesus. But they are Christian literature. Some are behind me. Amen. They testify of Jesus. So, sir, we would like to see Jesus. It's no more, sir. Now, now, in fact, I used to wonder that why didn't Jesus answer directly? But now I understand that he was answering for the world that the time the time is coming and the hour is now when all those who are searching for me will find me, irrespective of where they are, whether they are in Jerusalem. Hallelujah! And I pray that today you are going to find Jesus. Amen. You are going to seek for Jesus. Luke 11 verse 7. 
you are going to seek for him and you are going to find him. Hallelujah. Now, looking for Jesus and finding Jesus and as we have been given this 240 hours to do, if you are in the UD and you are hearing me, please follow the prophetic instruction and make sure that as you stay at home, learn to pray for seven hours and reading. Learn to pray for five hours and reading. Learn to pray for what? For two hours and reading. Learn to do all night. I mean, that's, you can do all night, even every day, and sleep at five and wake up maybe at ten. And then the day, the day, the day is for you because you're not going anywhere. Unless those of you who still work. But those of you who are locked down and you are you are doing stay home, if you don't use the time well to seek for Jesus. If somebody is coming all the way from Greece, do you know Greece? Do you know Greece? Eh? Do you know Greece to Jerusalem? Greece is in, is in Europe. Jerusalem is in Asia. It's in the Middle East. Are you understanding me? And there were no aeroplanes. There were no whatever. Somebody is traveling all the way from Greece. What's the capital of, Greek, of Greece? So, and, uh, Athens. All the way from Athens eh, to look for Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm going to make it simple for all of you. When I die, I will not be because when you was a man, the Lord was 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 a human being at a place at a time. But when he died and he rose again and took back his glory, now he's everywhere at the same time. I don't need to travel to Jerusalem to live for Jesus. If I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm only going there as a tourist to look at some of the holy, holy side. But I'm not expecting that I can find Jesus more in Jerusalem than to find him in Ghana. I can probably find him more in Ghana. You can find him more in America. You can find him more in Nigeria than you can even find him more in, in Jerusalem. Because God is not a man and and uh, 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 what do you call it? It's not a robot that if you come to Jerusalem, you find him. Now, everywhere, all those who are interested, and I, I'm using the word interested, interested, because it comes with a desire. Whatever is your desire, you look for it. Some of you, you have a desire for for job. You have a desire to marry, and you see that that is what is driving you. Whatever you desire drives you. You have a desire to do a, to do PhD. You have a desire to do this. Hallelujah. Now, turn with me to John chapter chapter 20. And say, I seek Jesus. And you will, we will want to see why some of us don't find him and why some people find him. And usually, only few people find him because Jesus is not a casual browsing. When you go to the internet, you can casually even browse. Even some of you, as you are even watching, you only came there to view, not as a, a watcher to the end. You just view a little, then you, oh, you, you just go. That's casual. And because it's casual, you don't benefit. Are you understand what I'm saying? You don't benefit. Casual browsers don't, don't benefit. It is those who are very much interested. In fact, the word see, to see, also means to know. To know. 
if you ask me do I know the president I'll say yes because I've seen him before I've seen him before I know him at least to, to the extent of seeing with my eyes but the see also means to perceive it's more than seeing with a natural eye it means that you see him with the eyes of your eye and that's what God wants you to see I'm not saying Jesus will appear to you physically but you see him with the eyes of your eye that you know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is the son of God and Jesus is alive like Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse number 6 1 Peter, he said, whom having not seen 1 Peter 1, 1 6 1 Peter 1 6 uh, Okay, one five. One five. Thank you, Lord. Is that my verse? Okay, one one eight. Uh, one eight. Yes, whom having not seen, ye love. So the seeing is not physical eyes, but we love the Lord. In whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. Those who see him will have joy unspeakable. Joy that breaks hopelessness and depressions and frustrations. It's a joy unspeakable. You cannot explain that joy. I said you cannot explain that joy. You cannot explain it. It's not bought. It is not uh, what? Uh, uh, it, it is not acquired. You cannot give it. It is not in, from the university. It is not from what you do physically. It is not even what your husband can do for you. Your husband or your wife cannot give you this joy unspeakable. Your money cannot give you this joy unspeakable. The best car cannot give you this joy unspeakable. You may be that. You, you may be the son of a very a, a very great man. It may even be what uh, how do you call it? Uh, 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 your lineage is from the Buckingham Palace. But this joy unspeakable, okay, it it is not it is not acquired. It is for those who have seen him, those who have seen him, those who who find him, they receive joy unspeakable and are full of glory, full of beauty, full of beauty. Full of beauty, full of beauty, full of beauty, full of beauty. Not a beauty by painting your face, not a beauty by the type of suits that you wear, not a beauty by the types of cars that you drive, but a beauty that is inside, a beauty that you are decorated by God. The Lord Jesus decorates you with His glory, with Himself. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse, verse 3 He is the brightness of the glory of God He is the brightness of the glory of God He brings a certain light Today I came to speak to somebody And all I'm saying to you Is that when you find Jesus So when you find Jesus I'm not talking about going to church I'm not talking about That's why this lockdown And whatever we are, we are going through It's a very great opportunity to find him when you find him, you have joy unspeakable. There are people, they don't have much, but they have joy unspeakable. There is a joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable is not dependent on how much you have. It's not dependent on because, you see, the more you have, the Bible says that, what do you call it? 
they that have silver shall not be satisfied with silver. The more you have, the more you want more. There is so much discontentment because you have a car but you want another car. You have it but you want more and all that. But I'm talking about something that brings contentment and a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Today, by the end of the service, your face will glow like Moses' face. I say your face will glow like Moses' face. They may not see it. I said they may not see it. They may not see it. I want to show you something. They may not see it with their eyes, physical eyes, but there will be something, an aura, a certain Holy Ghost aura around you. The people, I mean, people look at you and you look different. Why? Because you are full of glory. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, verse number 11. I want to show you something before I start preaching. Okay? He said, if that which was glorious, uh, which is, if that which is done away, was glorious, talking about, about the law, much more that which remained, that is salvation, the cross, and what the Son of God has done for us. In other words, what Jesus the law was was nice but something nicer has come it's not the law it is jesus and the great full of grace and truth that we have it's, it's not about works it's not about what you do but it's about believing in what jesus has done so when you find jesus he has already done everything so he completes things to you the bible said we are completing him he completes things verse 12 verse 12 verse 12 Look at what he says. He says, seeing that we have such a hope, we use plainness of speech. Verse 13. Verse, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Now I'm going to show you something. I'm talking about finding Jesus with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Finding the, 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 the Lord. Now, what he's saying is that because we have a certain hope, and that's the hope I'm showing you, the hope of his glory. Colossians 1, uh, 1 you don't have to go there. there. Is the mystery of Christ. Okay, okay, give it to me and then we'll come back to this. Colossians 1, 27. Colossians 1, 27. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. It's called the mystery of Christ. Among the gentle, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. Once Christ is in you, the hope of the beauty of God. The hope of the manifest presence of the Holy Ghost. There is a hope. There is a hope. Because Christ is in you. Now, now let us let us go back to Colossians uh, 13. Uh, 3 verse, uh, verse 13. Now, the Paul is saying that because we have this hope of glory, the hope of beauty, we use plainness of speech. Plain. Our speech is plain. There is no hypocrisy about You see, when you find Jesus, one of my, he kills inside of you is hypocrisy. Because until the pure, all things are pure. He becomes pure. He purifies you. And makes you pure. Are you understanding me? You are genuine. He makes you genuine. So when you are speaking, your speech is plain. You say the truth. 
And that's a, see, people don't like the truth. People don't like the truth. And people don't like those who, who, who speak the truth. I understand me. Because, because they don't like the truth. So when you speak the truth, they don't like it. They don't like it. One of my surprise was Jesus praying to the Father and telling the Father that I have given them your word and the world has hated them. Look, when you find Jesus and you come to know the truth and you speak the truth, the world will hate you. And don't expect the world to love you. If you are looking for the world to love you, then you can't follow Jesus. If you are looking for the world to applaud you, you cannot follow Jesus. That's why it's very difficult even to be a politician. Because politics has to do with, you have to massage what you want to say to the people so that they don't get angry. But if you speak the truth and tell them the truth, they may probably not like you. But you see, but if you speak the truth, and you follow the truth, the truth will pr- produce a result which the same people who didn't like you will tend to like you. Because the truth has results. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we have this hope of using plainness and not as Moses. So what is that? Moses was not plain. Moses could not give the plainness of the truth to the people. And I'm going to show you. Are you saying that Moses didn't give them? He gave them the law. But you see, the Lord was not as plain. It is difficult to do the law. And not as who put a veil over his face. That the children of Israel... Could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. When Moses came down from the mountain, he was holding the law written on stones. And when he brought the law, he realized that the people could not look at his face. So the pastor had to cover his face. And preach the law to them. There was a veil. I said there was a veil. So he was speaking the law to them. But there was a veil. The message looked very complex. Because there was a veil. The law was not, was not plain to them. Because there was a veil. But listen. A veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. What is abolished? The law. The law is abolished. But the law has an end. I said the law has an end. The Bible said that Jesus Christ is the end of the law to them that believe. So, they could not look at the end of the law. The pastor was carrying Jesus. He came down from a mountain. He had met God. 
he had seen Jesus. But when he came, the, with the law, with the word of God, the people could not look at his face. So therefore, he had to present to them a law that they could not find Jesus. So Moses knew Jesus. That's what I'm trying to say. I said Moses knew Jesus and because he had encountered Jesus, he came with a glory full of glory that they could not look at his face. There was a certain aura about a man. Why? Because it was not just about God did not give just a lot to Moses. Whilst the Holy Ghost was writing the law on the table of stone, on the table of unconverted Jews, unconverted Jews, the same Holy Spirit was writing the same thing on the heart of Moses. So Moses didn't just know the law, but he knew the God of the law. I said he just didn't know the law, but he knew the God of the law. The God of the law had put the law on his fleshy heart. And that was Christ, the end of the law. And therefore he was manifesting a certain glory. There is a glory and a beauty over them that meet Jesus. There is a Holy Ghost glory. I said there is a glory. If you ever find Jesus, a certain glory, a glory that drives away devils, a glory, that glory is the same glory that Jesus emanates. And I prayed for myself and for you that in this time we will find the Son of God. He is the reason why the Holy Ghost came. He is the reason why God, God will mind the earth. He is the reason why God will mind you. God will have no business on the earth had it not been for Jesus. I said, God would not have had any business even to do with you. He probably would have dealt with Israel, his beloved nation alone, and left me in Ghana, and left you in Nigeria, and left you in America, and left you in India. But for the sake of Jesus, I said, for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of Jesus, God now is tended to look at you. I said, he's tended to look at you. So the difference between the children of Israel and Moses was that, Moses had met Jesus on the mountain with the word of God on his heart, not on a table of stone. Let me tell you something. The same scripture I'm, I'm, I'm reading, when you start from the beginning, 2 Corinthians 3, 3. Let me show you something. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ. He said the human being is an epistle. Do you know epistle? Epistle is a letter. So we have the epistle of John. So the book of John is a letter. Epistle of Matthew. Epistle of uh, what? Uh, of Mark. Epistle of what? Luke. They are all letters. And the letters are not talking about Luke. It's not talking about John. It's talking about Jesus. The whole epistle is about Jesus. When you take the epistles of Paul, First and Second Corinthians, Colossians, First and Second Timothy, First and Second Testament, they are all epistles. They are not talking about anybody. They are talking about Jesus. They are talking about salvation. They are talking about the love of God. So when the Bible says that, for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ, it means that you should be openly declared to be like the Bible. And the Bible should manifest Christ. Unfortunately, 
many of us don't look like the Bible. We don't manifest the Bible. There's a character of an angel in the house. Sorry, in church. But it's a character of a devil at home. There is an angel in church, but a, but a devil at the workplace. But like Moses, Moses' face did not shine in the public of the of the Jews. His face was shining in secret on the mountain where I met God. So wherever you saw Moses, you saw his face glowing. It was not a fake thing. It was a real. Jesus is real. So he said that for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the peace of Christ, ministered by us, not written with ink. The letter was written with ink. Or the finger of God, the Holy Ghost, was writing on the stone. Thou shalt what? Love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Thou shalt have no other God beside me, for I'm a jealous God. Thou shalt not covet another person's wife. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Anna, your father, and your mother. They are all very, very important. Very, very important word and powerful law. You see, but if it's written with ink in your notes. <laughs> <laughs> if it's written in your notes, <laughs> if, it's, if, if you only write notes, it's not just the notes, but with the spirit of the living God. So who writes it? Who writes it? What Moses was presented was written by the finger of God, the Holy Ghost. Who writes it? The spirit of God, not on the tables of stone like Moses presented. Not in your notebook, but in the fleshy tables of heart. So the Jews had a stony heart, whilst Moses had a fleshy heart. So God could write the epistles on his heart. And as the, as the epistles of, of the law of Christ was written on his heart, he manifested Christ's glory. Jesus, knowing Jesus is not a mental ascent. It is a heart thing. And mixing him is a heart thing in the name of Jesus Christ. My prayer for you and I is that we will meet him and have this joy unspeakable and what? And a full of glory. It's not money. Hallelujah. But it's the Holy Ghost. It's written by the Holy Ghost. May the Holy Ghost may you find Jesus. May the Holy Ghost write some things on your heart. May your face shine. Amen. You may not even comb your hair but you look nice. You be a nice person. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, now back to my sermon. Why is it that we don't find him and some find him? John chapter 12. This is a time to look for him. And in the Bible, in the books, look for him in neutralizing, neutralizing cases good general you can find him labor to be blessed you can find him there many are called you can find him there the art of following steps to the anointing how to carry the anointing how to pray heed the heart 
Lycos. You can find him. Any book that testifies of Jesus, you find him there. And the Bible is a book about Jesus. The whole Bible is about Jesus and salvation. That's what the Spirit of God, my God. Now, John chapter 12, uh, chapter 20. Are you enjoying the message? You can type Amen. The first day of the week, come at Mary Madeline early. This after Jesus' death. This woman was looking for Jesus. She came early when it was yet dark and to the sepulchre or the, the tomb and see that the stone has been taken away from the sepulchre. Now I'm talking about why some people find him. Okay. To find Jesus is not a simple thing. It's not simple. So start early. If we're a young man, start early to look for Jesus. Don't fall to the well. This morning I was reading Jesus' prayer to the Father in John 17. He said, I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me. Let me tell you, if you live for the world, Jesus has not prayed for the world system. But he has prayed for those who follow him. Seek him early. Maybe you are old. But you can still find him. So Mary Madeline was a, a, a Jesus seeker. And she started early. Now, look at what she found. Look at what he found. You see, there are different aspects of Jesus that you can find. You can come to Ghana and be at the flower border. And even enter into a flower and go back to Lome. It doesn't mean that you know Ghana. That's just the aspects. You can take British Airways and land at Heathrow Airport. Maybe they may not allow you in because of COVID-19. So, you, you will meet the U.S. border. That is at the uh, immigration. The airport, even though it belongs to them, it's a border. It's not part of London. Even though it's, it's London, but it's not part. You have to go through immigration. So if you get to the immigration and they disallow you, and you take your plane back, you can't come and tell us that you went to London. There are peripheries Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ. There are peripheries. There are the fringes. If you are playing soccer match and you are on the bench and they say, go and, go and warm up on the line, they are about to remove DDA Drogba. So you, you go and play for him and you are trotting. And let's say DDA Drogba scores a, a goal and the referee says, the coach says, no. This guy is strategic. Let me keep him. You may trot and trot and trot and trot and the ball is ended. The fact that you trotted at the fringe doesn't mean that you play the match.
watch news, I see President Trump. But the fact I see him on President Trump doesn't mean I'm just at the fringes of what I don't know him. So the first thing that the seeker Mary was found was an empty tomb. Yes, the empty tomb is part of Jesus. It's part of Jesus' story, but it's not Jesus. I said the empty tomb is part of the story of Jesus, but it is not Jesus himself. So don't be a Christian who only knows about the empty tomb. So the first one, you must seek him early. Number two, verse two. Then she ran it and came to Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved as John and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre and we know not where they have laid him. We know not. Maybe I'm sure she was with some other woman. We know not where they have laid him. When she saw the, listen, number, number two, she was not satisfied. Don't be satisfied about what you know. It's called complacency. And that is what makes us not seek more. Bishop has written a book called, uh, it's about the, uh, the knowledge of the, the knowledge of the tree of um, uh, good and evil. It's a book you must read. Because in the book, he explains that, you see, the knowledge of good. I mean, once you know good, and you know evil, so you, you, you know what to do. And once you think you know what to do, that's like you don't need God. So Europe, they know what is good. If you do evil, they'll, they'll, they'll arrest you. I understand me. You know how to find money. You know how to do this. You know how to do that. So it's like, once you know, so once, once you eat that fruit, it makes you not look for God. So that the fact that you know, doesn't mean that you know. You don't know. You don't know. There's more. The fact that you have heard the man of God's preaching doesn't mean that you know the man of God. You don't know the man of God. So, you are always familiar. You don't know. Complacency is a killer. It doesn't make you go push on. But Mary was not satisfied. Do you know that Abraham's father, Terah, took Abraham from where they were to go to the land of Canaan. When you read Genesis, Genesis chapter, uh, chapter 12, or chapter 11, and they got to Haran, when they got there, they were okay. And Haran, uh, what is his name? Terah died. When he died, the Lord told Abraham, go to Canaan. Don't think that the empty tomb, your empty tomb is your Haran. Christian brother, Christian sister, 
Christian pastor, don't think that you have arrived. We have not arrived. Neither do we know much. You cannot finish knowing Jesus. Even angels don't know, angels who are in heaven, they don't know him much. They know him a, a lot, but they don't know him. They don't know more. Hallelujah. So number two, first one, seek him early. Number two, don't be satisfied what? At the empty tomb. Don't be satisfied of what you know. Don't be satisfied that you have read steps of anointing and then you have written exams. Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied. And don't say you know the book. You don't know the book. Don't think that you know John 3.16. So anytime you start, you start reading, when you get there, you just jump. I mean, in fact, you even cut it in your head and jump to John 3.18. You don't know John 3.16. If you knew John 3.16, you like to evangelize the whole world because you will get to know Jehovah's love. Tell somebody, don't be satisfied at the empty tomb. And she ran. She ran. I don't know how many of us are running, running to find how to find Jesus. Don't be happy that the church has even, has even closed down and they don't come to church. Don't be happy. And don't be happy. Don't say that, oh, when we reopen, and I even stay at home and watch. And watch. So she ran and went to look for Peter and John, two main apostles. I'm talking about, we are looking for Jesus. And why some people find why some don't find him. Verse 3. Peter therefore went forth. And the other disciple, that's John. And came to the sepulchre. Mary said, verse 2. They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we do we know not where they had laid him. In other words, Mary went with some other women. Watch very carefully. I mean, if you read that, other they she went to some other women. But when they went to pray with Peter in John's house, the other women said, We have seen enough. So they left. And now John, so Joanna and all the other women, they had only tomb knowledge. Then Peter and John also came to join the crowd that were looking for the Lord with Mary. So it was not Mary, Peter and John. Others had dropped. May you not drop in Jesus' name. May you not drop in Jesus' name. May the Spirit of God spark a holy desire. So they run both together. Listen. And the other disciples, John, 
indeed had run Peter and came to the sepulchre first. Now, the third thing that you need to do in seeking of Jesus is speed. Speed. John now was so fast he overtook Mary Madeline and Peter to the sepulchre you see when you hear a message your speed of response will determine how fast you run with the message When you hear that do the work of God, your speed of response will determine how far you are going to go with that message. Sometimes you maybe hear some, listen, like when Bishop started this prayer, say we should read God general and what? How to neutralize it. You see, how fast will run the speed of running with what has been said will determine how far we will get into in finding Jesus. May God remove the negative aspect of phlegmatism from our lives. May God remove the dead aspect from our lives. May the Holy Spirit remove the desensitized part of our lives. May we be so sensitive to the voice of the Holy Ghost. May we run. You see, lighthouse is where it is because a man read a scripture in the Bible and the quiet time and the scripture said, give yourself holy. And he ran with it. And he ran with it. Prophet Kaka always says that he had a vision and was trying to do evangelism. And an angel came to him. And the angel said, We are wasting your time. Sit on this max. Mass. You know that you see the mass. And then broadcast. You will reach more people. That's why he started air power. You see? And he started in 1990. Eight or something. It's ninety-eight. Small, small on radio. Then he meet his partners at Sambra Hotel. It's few people. It's but now it's international. If you don't run, there is no time. Every day we are aging. When I was a little child in primary school, there was a song that they used to play. The proprietor used to play for us. We're in the boarding house. Every afternoon, when we close from lectures, we play. Time is quickly passing by. The sun is moving through the sky. What time is this? You hear them say, and soon there comes another day. What time is this? You hear them say, and soon there comes another day. Help me, Jesus Christ. 
So time is, is passing, but there's no time. Tell someone to run with speed. Run. Speed. When you hear something that you think is good, run with it. Whatever God is telling your heart to do, run. So Peter, John, run and go to a sepulchre. Verse 5. And he stooping down. So he went to the tomb. And he stooped because he was taller than the tomb. He stooped and looking saw the fine linen clothes lining, lying. Yet he, yet went he not in. Ah, John, 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 John. John, you are a man of speed, but you don't finish well. You don't finish well. You are a man of speed. You started. But why did you stop at the at the at the, the mouth of the of the of the sepulchre? Why didn't you go in? I'm talking about those who who, who, who find Jesus. So number three, be finish what you have started. Don't stop. So John also found what? An empty sepulchre just as Mary had found. He had now gotten to Mary's level. Verse 6. Then Simon Peter followed. Follow. He also followed running. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for the victory. Then Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre. He did what? He went into the sepulchre and see yet, he can underline that, the linen clothes lie uh, and what? What do you see again? Not lying with the what? With the uh, he said he see the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about the Lord's hair, his head not lying with a, with a linen, but was wrapped together in the place by itself. Now look at what John saw. Verse 5. And John stooping down and looking saw the linen. So John, Mary saw empty tomb. John saw a linen. But Peter went in and found a linen, the linen and the napkin. So you can see that Peter had gone a little further. Mary had empty tomb ministry. The other girls had gone home. That's what they had. John had applied speed. He has he has a fine learning. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, knowledge. But Peter goes further and finds a napkin. But they are all not Jesus. But at least the napkin is, is far better than only the, the dancing. So, finish what you are what? Started like, like Peter. Then, 
Verse 8. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. Wow, look. You see, <laughs> standing at the, at the door of the tomb and f- f- seeing the finally in, he didn't believe. But when he saw Peter go in and see the napkin, now he believed. It is always better to get associated with people who are present to, to find God. Yes, maybe that's my next point. Get associated and follow people who are interested in finding God. What you have found that you think you know, others have found a napkin. Follow them. In the church, get associated with people who are interested in God. People who like to go to church. Get associated with people who share their quiet time. That today I had my quiet time. This is what I learned. Get with people who, when, when you meet, you are talking about God, talking about Jesus, talking about salvation. They, they sharpen you. So Peter sharpened John to, uh, to go further. And he now, what? Believed. Verse 9. For us at the end, they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went again unto their own home. Oh. So they got home. The woman in the other girls were talking about empty tomb of Jesus. Peter and John were talking about napkin, fine linen, and empty tomb. That the Lord is risen. But the fine linen is not Jesus. The napkin is not Jesus. They are maybe rudiments. They are attachments. Verse 11. Oh, Jesus, I bless your name. But Mary, thank you, Father, stood without at the sepulchre, weeping. And as she wept, look, she stooped down and looked into the, into the sepulchre. Verse 12. What did she see? He, she saw two angels in white Satan. The one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus was laying. Wow! When the two apostles left, she said, let me go and look at that scripture again. <laughs> you thought you knew John 3.16. You thought you knew a verse. You thought you knew a book. You thought you knew something. She said, let me go and look again about the rudiments of Jesus. About the little, little things that I saw that didn't make me see Jesus. Let me look again at it again. Let me look at that scripture again. Let me look at that verse again. Let me look at Psalm 91 again. What did you tell me? Let me look at Psalm 27 again. Let me look at Psalm 18 again. Let me, let me read about the story of David. The beloved, why he was called God's beloved, beloved again. Why he was the father of Jesus again. Let me read about Abraham. Let me read about this. Tell somebody, I'm going to read my Bible again. I'm going to read that book again. 
I'm going to look for Jesus again. I'm going to believe again. Maybe your faith is gone, but I'm going to believe again. I'm going to believe again. I mean, Mary Madeline had to marshal forces. So, in seeking for Jesus, the next step, look again. You went for a retreat. Look, there are times you go for a retreat. You pray, uh, by the time you finish, it's like, God is mysterious. He, he, he didn't answer you. You didn't hear any voice. Sometimes you, you even expect him to speak to you through a book. You didn't hear anything. And then just go back. But don't stop. I said don't stop. I said don't stop. Keep on looking. Keep on coming to church. Keep on coming. Keep on looking. Keep on hearing. Keep on watching. Keep on seeing. You will see the angels did not just come. I said the angels did not just come from heaven. The angels were there. They were there. So now Mary, okay, in looking again, now had a revelation of a divine presence. May God give you a revelation. May, may the same word that you read, you read, open a door for you. Jesus said, and I'll give you keys. The, key, the keys of the kingdom. In other, the knowledge of the kingdom. In other words, God give you a scripture and the scripture will transport you to heaven. There are some people, they read the scripture and, and it's like they are in heaven. Because heaven has doors, it has rooms, it has many things. So you can read a scripture. That's what someone said. And I read the scripture and it changed my life because it took me to heaven. May a scripture take you to angelic realm. I say, may a scripture take you to an angelic realm. May a scripture open the doors for angels to minister to you. Peter and John and the other girls went home with no ministry. It was just a letter, just a word. But that word didn't bless them. But the same thing, I said the same thing. At least if Mary had not, had even gone home, at least as I've saw angels minister. Now what did the angels say? And the angels say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Why weepest thou? Angels don't speak on their own accord. They speak what the Father has sent them. They speak what the Holy Ghost. So an angelic voice is, is almost like the voice of God. Like the angel told Cornelius, Go and call Peter. It was God. Oh, Makarababalaba. May you hear, may you find something divine. Something about heaven. Amen. And she said, because they have taken away my Lord. And I don't know where they have led him. Because she was weeping. May God answer your weeping questions. Jesus Christ. May God answer your pain. I should look for him. May God answer your troubles. At least if God were to ask you, why 
are you what do you call it uh, why are you sad even if he does not even answer it's enough Luke chapter 24 verse 8 17 verse 15 the two guys who were just talking because they were sad because Jesus was dead and it came to pass 15 that while they commune together and reason Jesus himself drew near and went to them but their eyes were holding that they should not see him know him and he said to them what manner of communication are these that you have with one another as he walked and are sad you see if God even asks you why are you sad like the angel was asking Mary why are you crying at least enough it's enough at least God has a, I, I, I went on to wait on the Lord why am I crying it's, it's enough at least I know that he's going to answer me so that, that I mean, it was it was more powerful than what uh, Peter and James, thank you, Jesus Christ, has had experienced. Let's go back to John. Oh, I see, I see a victory in the air for us. Amen. Verse fourteen. When she has thus said us, <laughs> she turned back. She was looking at the tomb. When she said that, she turned what? Herself back. I don't know why she turned herself back. But I'm sure the angels were ministering to her spirits that he's near the Lord whom you seek at is near look back and saw Jesus and saw Jesus and saw Jesus say we seek Jesus some found an empty tomb some find what fine linen, some fine, found fine linen and what? A, a, a napkin. Some found angels, but now it's like the main person that we are looking for is the son of God. And she saw Jesus. Let me tell you, Mary Madeline was not an apostle. You don't have to be a pastor to see Jesus. It's for everybody. Every ordinary person can find him. Rich, poor, whatever, can find Jesus. How many points do you have? I said, what? What the last point? Number what? Huh? For the first one, seek him early. Number two, eh? don't be satisfied. And number three, what? Number three, 
Speed, run. And number four, finish what we have started. Number five, associate with people who want to go further. To go further. Number six, look again. Read the book again. Read the verse again. Go to church again. Bow there again. You will find something. You will find answers to your problems. Why you are weeping. And number seven. Number seven. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because he's, he's around. He's around. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because he's around. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm sure it was her sensitivity to the Holy Spirit made a thing. And I should have been talking to the angels. It wasn't bad. But there was a, a presence of God. The angels knew that the Lord was there. So your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is what will make you hear God's voice. Angelic voices are very powerful. When an angel comes to speak to you, it's like God is speaking to you. But if God himself comes to speak to you, it's more powerful. You see, it's great to see the angel of the Lord. But it's greater to see Jesus if, if the two were to come and visit you. An angelic presence is great. But when Jesus or the Holy Ghost himself comes, it's powerful. When the creator himself comes, it's more powerful than the messenger of God. I mean, if you can see a big man's secretary, it's, it's far more powerful to see the big man than to see the secretary. That is why the angel did not answer even the woman. Why are you weeping? They didn't answer. They wanted Mary to hear the Lord's voice herself. The angels could have said that, turn back. He's standing there. No, that is not the voice you have to hear. You have to hear the Lord Jesus' voice. Hear the sound of God's voice yourself. Be sensitive. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. He said, God in sundry times and in diverse ways spoke unto, in diverse manner, spake in time past unto the fathers through the prophets. He spoke by angels. He spoke by visions. He spoke by many ways to the prophet. Verse 2. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. May you hear the voice of the son. I said, may you hear the voice of the son. I said, may you find the son. It's very, very, very important. One of the, one of the wonderful scriptures in the Bible. Revelations chapter number 3 alright verse 
Um, verse 7. No, give, okay, give me 6. Give me 6. This is Jesus speaking. But he said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Who is speaking? Who is speaking? Jesus is speaking. By saying, let him hear what the Holy Ghost is speaking. In other words, the Holy Ghost speaks with the voice of Jesus. Because the Holy Ghost wants the world to hear his, the Son's voice. So when he speaks, his voice sounds like Jesus. The Son of God. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And you hear the voice of Jesus. John 24, 14. And did not know that it was Jesus. 15. Jesus said unto him. Why weepest thou? Whom seeketh thou? Look at this. The wonderful angels only ask. Why are we weeping? But when the Son of God comes, He comes to solve all the problems. Why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? May Jesus come to you and answer all your questions. It's not about weeping, but it's about what are you looking for? A clap for Jesus Christ. I said, clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. If you see for Him, He will answer all your financial problems. If you find Him, he will answer all your household problems. If you find him, he will answer all your marital problems. If you find him, you answer all your family problems, all your ministry problems. Every problem, whatever is fighting you, whatever is disturbing you, when Jesus appears, he answers. Because every power hears the voice of Jesus and has to respond to this anointed voice. Of the great savior. Oh clap for the son of God. I said when they hear the voice of Jesus. When demons hear the voice of Jesus. When they hear the voice. Of the son of God. When situations hear the voice. Of the son of God. Is he a word from God. In your mouth. Is as equal as God speaking. She is supposing him to be a gardener. You see, that's why you have to be sensitive. Because when he saw Jesus, he thought Jesus was a farmer. Sometimes in looking for Jesus, you may find a man. Maybe find a small boy. Somebody will speak to you. A little child may speak to you. Your pastor may speak to you. Your friend may speak to you. But it, it may be the voice of Jesus concerning your situation. Sometimes I become very... We become so stereotyped. It's like, I want Jesus this way. It happens to all of us. But you see him speaking in diverse ways and we miss it. Lord, may every mess that we missed have mercy on us. You are a father. And come back again in another form. And this time we see you and hear your holy voice. A voice that will, sell, that will bring us out. I am sure Mary's old boyfriend. Let's say, you see, when you saw Jesus, you say you are born again. 
and you broke that relationship. She is dead. You say you are going to follow Jesus. You see, look at you. You see, so you are following Jesus. You are being checked, but you have not given birth. Your friends were not following, even who are not even married, are giving birth. You say you are leaving everything. You are leaving medicine. You are leaving engineering to go and follow Jesus. So look at you. I'm speaking to somebody. Whatever you are going through, because you are following Jesus, it's not finished. Jesus is about to appear to you if only you seek him. When you, when you see him, when you see him, things will change. I said things will change. And when she says, Sir, if thou born him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, thou will take him away. 16. Jesus said, No, 16. Jesus said unto her, Mary! She turned herself. I don't know. She was looking at the tomb. She turned this way and saw Jesus and talking to her. But when Jesus said, Mary, she turned herself. I don't know whether she turned her back. And I, 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 I presuppose she might have turned her back to Jesus. Not in whatever, but for joy. It's like, hey, hey. <laughs> By the time that, you see, it's, 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 it's like this. She's seen, she's seen Jesus. Look, look at me. She's seen Jesus this way. When Jesus mentions her name, she turned. <laughs> God is about to give you a turn around. I said, God is about to give you a turn around. God is about to. You see, if Mary was an acrobatics, she would have somersaulted. John is like, those who laughed at me. <laughs> I said, those who laughed at me. Those who thought they were going to die. Those who thought it was over for you. Jesus is not about to turn your life around. If only you find him. She said, Rabboni, which is a master of my owner. Don't be a casual brasser. Don't have your quiet time five minutes and you are off. See Kimeli. Don't be a casual brasser. Have a person to follow him. At speed. Finish what you have started. Continue. Get associated with those who will go further. But don't live with them like John left. So I've with John and with Mary. And look again. Look again. You find the presence of God. Angels. And be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You find Jesus. He may come like a gardener. But eventually he will speak to you. And the result is what? A turn around. A turn around. Jesus is turning. Turning my life uh, for my good. Turning my life for my good. Come, come, come. Turning my life. Come, come, come. Turning around for my good. Turning around for my good. 
Turning around for my good. If I know, if you know, just turn around. Turning around for my good. I see, I see everything. Turning around Thank for you, my good. Oh, turning around for my good. Oh, I see everything. Turning around for my good. Jesus said, turning around for my good. Oh, I see everything. Turning around for my good. Standing around for my good. And clap everything standing around for my good. Oh, turning around for my good. Oh, I see everything. Standing around for my good. Oh, I see everything. Standing around for my good. Oh, turning around for my good. I see everything. Standing around for my good. Maybe you are here, you are, you are very frustrated. You have sought God and you are not finding out. You feel frustrated. Don't be frustrated. Encourage yourself and look again. Look again into that book. Look again. Look again. You find something that will lead you to Jesus. That will make you more sensitive. I'm sure the angelic presence increased the sensitivity of the Holy Ghost. And she turned and said, Sir, if you have taken him, but Jesus answered, Mary, may God mention your name. And she answered, Rabboni, 17. As I close on this, the natural thing for Mary was to touch Jesus. How many of you would like to touch Jesus? I want to touch him. I want to touch him. I want to touch him. Because the woman with the issue of blood said, if I touch him, I'll be healed. And as soon as she touched the Lord, all the demons that were responsible for the, for the, for the menorrhagia, that's the bleeding, menorrhagia, for her bleeding, were arrested and the fountain stopped. Job Job 29. I hope it's Job 29. Oh, Spirit of God, thank you for the oil. Okay, Job 28. Job 28. Verse 9. I'm sure Mary knew this scripture because it's an Old Testament verse. He put forth his hand upon the rock. That's Jesus. That's what the woman also had. When I touch Jesus, he overturned the mountains by the roots. If I can touch him, mountains, my problems are removed. What that is Afaja Tom Mountain, or whether it's uh, what, uh, Obot Tebri Mountain, or what, uh, uh, Mount, Mount Everest, when you touch Jesus, the, his power is able to overturn every mountain. Every mountain. You see, a mountain goes deep. Every generational case, every ancestral case, every geographical case, even self imposed cases, he's able to overturn them by the roots. 
So, when Mary saw him, let's go back. He wanted to touch Jesus. I'm closing. And Jesus said, No! Don't touch me! You remember this, this same Mary went to touch Jesus' feet and poured oil and was wiping her hair and crying. Crying. Jesus didn't complain. Others were complaining. He said, don't, don't complain. She's doing this for my burial. But this time he said, don't! Touch me. So Mary stopped. It doesn't mean that we don't touch Jesus. Now we can touch Jesus. He said, for I am not yet ascended to my father in heaven. My father. In other words, since the resurrection, my Jesus, I have not carried my blood to the mercy seat. It's still a judgment seat. If you touch God, you die. Your only covering is the blood. Like the high priest, his only covering is to is to sprinkle the blood of the of the lamb over the mercy seat and go under the cloud of the incense. That is like without Jesus, you can die. You are touching the God without mercy. But the part I like is this. Now we can touch him because the blood, the precious blood is over the mercy seat. By the blood, we cannot come boldly. If we can see the Father, we can even go and sit in the Heavenly Father's lap. Like a little boy. Sit in, sit in Heavenly Father's lap and enjoy His sunshine. You can see, sit in the lap of the Holy Spirit. Jesus can carry on your shoulder like He did for Benjamin. But the part that I like is, I ask myself, I'm sure it's a question you want to ask. Lord Jesus, Son of God, that our Lord, our God, you have paid the price. You have to go to heaven and pour the blood quickly over the mercy seat so that salvation begins for the Holy Ghost to come. Because it's still not mercy seat in heaven. The blood is not there. Lord, please go quickly so that we can be saved. Go quickly. How many of you would have loved, loved Jesus to go quickly at that time? Oh Lord, please, go quickly so that the blood can, 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 can have so mercy on us. What I want to tell you is Jesus was the heart of the Father. He never did anything without the Father and without the Holy Ghost. So when he rose up from the dead, early that morning, the Father said, to him son there is a seeker there is a heart that is seeking for you the Holy Ghost says son there is a heart that is seeking for you it's a burning heart make sure you see her first before you come up to me and Jesus said, yes, Abba, Father. You see, when we're in secondary school, when we close vacate, you are in a hurry to go home. 
Those of you whose parents came for you from school, when your father's car comes, you are very happy to go home. Those who were very hard and nobody comes. Sometimes school was even like a heaven. When you come to school, it's like it's a blessing to be to be in school. But genuinely, every child wants to go home after vacation. You have been in school on the earth for 33 years. And it's now come back home and come and sit at my right hand side. And excuse my language. You are you are still around, Lord. And you are not going. Because the Holy Ghost said there is what? A seeker of God around. Make sure she finds you. So Mary actually was the first person. She saw Jesus before the Father. I'm just trying to show to you how important it is for the Father and the Holy Ghost for you to see Jesus. That if God can see her, see her first before you come and see me. That is so important to God that he wants us to see him, to see the Son. And listen to what he said. But go to my brethren. Jesus had never used the word brethren. The disciples were, were servants of the word servants. And not only servants, later he called them friends. But now he was calling them brethren. This is the first, the first revelation that we are brothers of Jesus was to a woman, a seeker. You see, when you find Jesus, you see, you see for Jesus, you will understand more scriptures. You will understand what is in the heart of God. You will know more. What is in the heart of God? And say to them, Ha, Jesus, I ascend to my father and your father. First time. I ascend to my father God and your father and to my God and your God. Mary had this revelation before even Paul. Had his revelation. Romans 8.28 All things were together for the good that loved them the Lord. That loved the Lord who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did know he did predestinate to be conformed 29 to be conformed to the image of his son that he must he might be what the firstborn amongst many brethren romans 8 29 paul later had this revelation that we are but mary he didn't write a book she had it direct from today in the name of jesus as you see for you may you have direct word from the scriptures Where's that drive away evil spirit? Where that drives away your problems? Where's that driver that breaks chains? That breaks powers? Jesus was the best. And I pray that as we, we stay in this lockdown or stay home and safe and all that, don't 
waste the time because some of us are wasting the time. You may never get this time again. Don't waste the time. Persist in seeking him. For the Lord is near to those who are looking for him. Say, we seek Jesus. Now, there is no cell. Jesus is alive. If I want to find Jesus, I don't have to drive to Accra and then say, Bishop, please, I want to find Jesus. No, Jesus is alive. I just have to carry my Bible and, and find a book. Look, there are some books when you read, you see Jesus. You find God. A book I recommend to you is Steps to the Presence of God. Written by Bishop Dag. That book look a little... It's when you read it, but you look a little... You don't understand. But when you read the book, you understand it. Because it's an Old Testament revelation of God and His ways. Steps, steps to the presence of God. Steps to the presence. Well, if you heard this prayer and you don't know Jesus, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus... I believe that you are the son of God. You came into the world to die for my sins. My creator king, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. And come and live in my heart and and be my Lord and personal savior. Please write my name in the book of life. I thank you, Lord, that I am born again. You have delivered me from sin and from Satan. I am now a a child of the day and of the light. I don't belong to the devil anymore. Because Christ the Lord has set me free. Thank you, Father, for saving me. I ask for one thing. Wherever I am, I pray for the for the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.